Hey, welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up. It's the podcast where two guys who lived very different lives when it came to one strapping versus two strapping their backpacks talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I'm Jordan Stratton. And I'm Felix One Strap, a.k.a. Two Strap. Ing Schlater. That's Wait. the longest nickname <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I feel like I bounced around like I was one strap for life, which is odd. It was a le- it was left shoulder, like left arm strap. Left strap. Are you left handed? No. What? I, yeah. I I one strapped it in in uh, elementary school like okay. a normal cool kid, like well like they did, right? And uh, <laughs> but it was on my right shoulder I want because to be them. <laughs> this is the ticket. I was Mickey Mouse, apparently. Um, but I, 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 I grabbed it with my right hand because I'm right-handed uh-huh. naturally, yeah. right? Is that that's normal, right? If you one-strapped it with your right hand, yeah, that's normal. Right? <laughs> if I, if you were one-strapping a backpack, uh-huh. you'd grab it with your dominant hand and put it on your dominant shoulder, right? Because passing it to the other hand versus your submissive shoulder, <laughs> that, son of, that bitch hand. <laughs> Oh man, you grab that backpack with your bitch hand. I gotta keep it strong, man. <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it makes sense. You reach down with your dominant hand and you sling it over your shoulder yeah. with a pop tart in mouth. <laughs> it's like a commercial like, like in the nineties. style. Later, mom. <laughs> Purple stuff. Oh, Sunny D. Drew <laughs> <laughs> Capri Sun and turn to a silver puddle and fly out your window. <laughs> there were so many polit. There was like the the politics surrounding. How you brought your crap to school. I don't, this is the thing. I don't remember these things actually being talked about though. It was just understood. It was understood. Like, okay, so in in late elementary school, early middle school, if you two-strapped it, it your your backpack had to be low. Like down to the Jan Sport little tabs, like straining to hold on to those things because there's nothing left. There's yeah. no, there's no give left. You're like kicking it with your heels when you walk down the, the yeah, hallway. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. It yeah. had to be. And then you know when you want when it was when one strap was the thing. If there was that one kid who was two strapping, nope, he's not sitting with us ever. No, Evan. Yeah, Evan's not getting invited to the Evan birthday party. Evan two strap Williams. No way. I, remember... Evan, I just named him Evan Williams. I just named him a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is a, we, he's he's a, a millionaire now. Because <laughs> he, he would he would bring bourbon to in, his, in his backpack with his two straps. He couldn't carry. He couldn't one strap the <laughs> just a bottle of bourbon he was hanging oh my out gosh. with. Why did I lay down Williams? I was I was I like had five last names, stereotypical last names. I went with Williams for Williams. Evan. Anyway, I love it. I love. It. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped one strap, and I feel like people once we got to middle school were like guys. We're adults now. Yeah. We are preteens. <laughs> let's let's act like it. <laughs> and and then, then we we used a backpack with its two strapped straps as it was meant to but be. But did you think about backpack size when you'd left the house? <laughs> I've never thought about back size, backpack size in my life. <laughs> did you, you consider the, <laughs> the, the I'm cubic talking, area I'm of your backpack? I'm talking about the bulkiness of the backpack on your person when you're walking to school. So like oh. let's say there's Four books you needed that day. Yeah. So you throw all four books into your book bag. I'm changing the vernacular. We were talking about backpack notes. We got to hit bag. all the regions yeah, of yeah. the U.S. Exactly. Depending on where you are. Uh, my Jan Sport. Um, <laughs> I was sipping on my pop, <laughs> and I took my book bag <laughs> on my cola. 
but I, I, I like distinctly remember the the backpack looking too bulky yeah. with three books in it. So I would put two two books in my Look bag. Look at this nerd of this bu- and then bulky carry, book bag. And then carry a book and then carry one you in my hand. You carried one even though the thing that's specifically designed. There was a, an image to maintain, Jordan. <laughs> How'd that go for you? Really well. <laughs> because then there's like that lower, that lower level. Like I say this, it. it <laughs> complete jest because it was these kids who were there because they wanted to learn and they had like the rolly backpacks. Oh lord, the luggage. <laughs> the, like they're about to Did you have they gotta, them? Don't worry, they've already checked in at their flight. Yeah. They're they're on They're their already way. billionaires. Right. Right. <laughs> that is Evan Williams. He did have one. I didn't I never had a rolly backpack. Are you whole, kidding? Whole that was distillery. social suicide it to was. have one of those. It was. But I'm telling you, so many politics surrounding backpacks. backpack usage. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Jeez. What are you we, drinking over there, Jordan? We, oh, me? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm drinking a little a little beverage. Mm. It's an alcoholic beverage. We want to try this little thing mm. where we're going to partake mm. in beverages nice. that are specific to the topic at hand. Well, this segue right now? And I feel like it's not going to be as easy as we think it is, but we think it's adorable and cute. And, and you know what? Damn it. I think you guys are going to like it. Yeah. You will. You'll love it. All so, of you. So tonight we're drinking a an unfiltered double IPA from Stone, mm. a wonderful brewery, and it's it's their Fear Movie Lions. Nice. Double so, IPA. It's a very, very strange name. So tonight we're talking about lions on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> were they better as kids? <laughs> Were they Let's, better as adults? I had the Cowardly Lion and MGM. I, who <laughs> Those else? are the only two, right? <laughs> R.I.P. Cecil. Mm. No, we're not talking about lions. We're going to be talking about movies. Oh, boy. Feature films. Nice. Theaters. Nights at the cinema. So, yeah, we're going to give this a try. Who knows what's going to be next week? Who knows? We don't even know what we're talking about. We can't even get beers yet. This is, yeah, I like this idea. I like the idea of trying to find beers that are pertinent to... Whatever topic we're talking about, which sometimes we end up coming up with the topic day of. So it'll be interesting you know, trying to make a beer run. We might just find like a beer that we really love that week and it just somehow finagle it into the topic that Was we... Bud Light better as a kid? <laughs> That's all I had in the fridge, man. Oh, come on. Sorry. Didn't make it to the store. Anyway, so yeah, we're talking about movies this week, mm. which is very diverse because we can talk about our favorite movies. Yeah. We can talk about the theater. Oh, yeah. We can talk about anything under yeah. the sun when it comes to entertainment on the silver screen. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so I want to know... Will you show? I can't. Every time. Every <laughs> damn time. I just, I can't not. Um, I want to know what your movie going experience was like as a kid. Like just, like in the theater? Yeah. Just give me that general, general. Um, I I saw a lot of movies. My parents, my parents did and they still do love going to the theater, hmm. the movie theater, the cinema. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I just stopped saying that accent. It's fine. I can't keep Every doing time. that. I'm not going to keep doing cinema. it. I want you to slap me in the face if I say it like cinema. that. I'm going to slap you if you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we loved movies. Um, honestly, like. I don't go to movies enough now, mm-hmm. and so anytime I I go home to visit family, there's there's more often than not it's around a holiday, so there's some kind of like big right. releases out, and so my dad's come up and say, "Hey guys, it's uh you know day after Thanksgiving, day after Christmas, 
you know, we just wanted to kind of take it easy. And uh, and uh, what do you guys think about uh, seeing the new Jurassic Park movie? You guys seen that yet? Your dad voice is on point. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's actually not at all how my dad sounds. Um, the hey, listeners hey. have no idea what your dad sounds like with They all accents. know my dad. They all know my dad. <laughs> so they, they'll know. They're like, that does not sound like That's Jordan's not. dad. But I, actually, I, I like that dad voice. That's how I'm going to talk when I'm a father. Love it. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Hey. You know what's not cool? Smoking. Smoking that weed. That reefer. <laughs> That's not cool. You know what is cool? Two strap in your backpacks. You know that's right. The lower lumbar gotta watch out for it, kids. How they intended you to use it? Yeah. You silly gooses. Come on, use it like it's intended. There's scientists doing it, and if you want to grow up to be a scientist, (laughs) like your old man, scientists wearing you gotta wear that backpack with two straps, kiddo. Just a scientist wearing a backpack, you know? <laughs> Why is that so stupid? I'm just imagining someone with a lab coat and a backpack. It's the dumbest thing. It's very simple, yeah. but it's the stupidest image. And it just flares out. <laughs> just Tim Gunn saying, this scares me. This... <laughs> so you went to a lot of movies. I went to a lot of movies and kid. we... And we um... Actually, no, we we did. We we would splurge on concessions. Mm. We would uh, many many a time. We would we would buy concessions, but we would always buy the giant tub of popcorn that you could refill. Oh yeah, and then we'd all just share down the yeah. down the down the because line. then you bring it home. Oh you yeah, you yeah. bring it home, yeah, yeah. and then the popcorn you sit snack on the counter on it for like four weeks. <laughs> you just you just fork and just knife still. dinner the next night, eating stale buttered movie theater popcorn. <laughs> So how was your day at school? We were very poor. <laughs> we spent $7.50 on this popcorn. We're going to eat on it for a week. Man, please show me a theater where I can spend, where I can buy popcorn, a large popcorn for, for $7.50. That was the 90s, man. You Good could. Lord, what a time to be alive. Now it's like $9,000 yeah, yeah, for yeah. a small, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Was your movie going experience different? Uh, as I, far why as do frequency? I, why do I feel like your parents did not splurge on concessions? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, we have not talked about this, but I, I have an inkling. Yeah. My, a lot of my movie going experience was generally with friends. Friends okay. would go, like I had. I did uh, see a lot of movies as I got older and could drive with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, even when I wasn't old enough to drive. Um, I mean, like early middle school, I had friends whose parents took them to the movies all the time and I was always at their house. Mm. So whenever they would go see a movie, it was almost always, hey, why don't you give Felix a call? See if he wants to come to this movie because I would always try and invite myself along because I know my my parents just wouldn't go. And I think my, my parents are both extremely fiscally like responsible. So if, unless it was like, you know, when I remember when the, the the they re-released the Star Wars trilogy, episodes yeah, yeah. four, five, and six. Oh yeah, my dad was like, "Oh, we're going, we're going," <laughs> and we went. We saw those, yeah, and we made a huge deal out of it. But it wasn't like a blockbuster release, uh-huh. you know, in the summertime or Thanksgiving, and then we all went. Mm-hmm. It was, it just wasn't that. My my dad huh. was like, "We're gonna sit and chat." I'm like this is boring. <laughs> Jurassic Park is in the movie theater. We'll listen to the radio drama, and we can all chat about <laughs> our lives. <laughs> Isn't this fun, children? I hate everything yeah. about our life and our I'm, family. I'm leaving at 18. <laughs> and you did. I did. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I watched some movies as, you know, as I got into my adolescence once I learned to two-strap a backpack um, in, in middle school. But I was not allowed <clears throat> to see PG-13 movies until I was 13. And that was like 
a, a serious point of contention in my family. Boom. I remember a specific time um, my friends wanted to go see the the cinematic classic SWAT with with Colin, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Farrell. Uh huh. Eyebrows. Of Everyone fury. loves it. And wow. uh, it's it will never be forgotten. Isn't LL Cool J in that? Yes, movie? you <laughs> damn right he is. He's a goddamn hero. Ladies loving Cool Jordan. <laughs> um, and and I remember we I was talking with friends and we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna go, we should go see a movie. Let's go see this. And I was in my mind, in my mm. mind, I knew I was like, oh, I, my, they are Can not. I go gonna... see this rated PG movie SWAT <laughs> with Colin Farrell and LL Cool J. It's about a drug bust, but they fight drugs with hugs. <laughs> More hugs, not drugs. <laughs> hey, kids, you know what's fun? Hugs, <laughs> not drugs. Um, so I, I walk in, and I don't even remember. How, I just knew. Why didn't I lie? We spent half the episode last time talking about how much we lied about things. But I remember they. it wasn't in the planning stages that I was like, sorry, guys, I can't go. Have fun without me. Like, my friends drove up. Their mom was driving the van. They were in our driveway. And I just like sprung it on my parents. Like, hey, can I go see this movie? Like, what movie is it? And I was like, it's SWAT. And they're like, now, Jordan, you're, you are 12 years old. What is this movie I'm rated? I'm 12 and a quarter. Yeah, so they weren't having it. And I had to go out like this little dweeb. I've never felt more small with my I said, one strap to backpack. Couldn't even manage to get the second strap up on my on my submissive shoulder. And I walked out and said, oh, well, guys, uh. I can't. I'm not gonna go. And they're I like, I don't even want to go. You know what? This movie's stupid. I don't even <laughs> like Colin Farrell. His American accent's terrible. Bye. And I just ran inside, scurried away. How many friends were in said van? I don't know, three or four. Oh, that's the worst because that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst because it's the it's best. It's the worst that you couldn't go because it's the best, best to go number, to the movie yeah, theater yeah. with like four of your friends and annoy everyone in the theater. Oh, the, yeah, we're the <laughs> terrible children. Dang, that sucks. And I like, and I, I, I understand. My parents were the same way, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't tell them. <laughs> Oh, so you, you just kept that lion streak going. Right. I the remember fear movie lion streak. Boom. Fear movie thibbers. <laughs> I remember going to see Dumb and Dumber in theaters. Ooh. And gosh, I you was are so much not, older than I am. I was not 13. <laughs> I was not 13. And uh, but again, those same those same friends whose parents were taking them, they said, Do you think Felix would want to come with us? And they said, I don't know, I'll call him. And it, yeah, and then I, there's like the puff of cloud of smoke of like me at my house and I showed up at their home. Yeah. And then I saw Dumb and Dumbers in Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumbers. Dumb and Dumals. Dumb and Josh Dumal. Uh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. What happened? Hey. Uh, yeah, I saw that in, in theaters. What a classic. It, it kind of holds up, but I feel like showing it to people now who haven't seen it are like, cool. No, it doesn't work. It it is it's one of those movies that you it, in its time, in its prime. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite of mm. its of its age. Like it's, yeah. showing someone Napoleon Dynamite now is a cringe <laughs> fest. Good lord. But talk about a movie that hit cultural prime. Oh like, my gosh. Like it just it it infiltrated exactly what we needed as a people. <laughs> And, it and just, me as a 14-year-old. It just, for some reason, that movie was the perfect blend of everything that, it just fixed everything <laughs> for for 90 minutes. It, just, it fixed and broke so many things <laughs> that I needed in my life. 
I, it was I read somewhere that John Heater was paid a thousand dollars. I've heard role. that too. I, I think he was later compensated for the role. But gosh, where is he now? Is he dead? He must be dead. He did a string of movies where he, he was like he was trying to bench be warmers. This, yeah. Did you see that? He was trying to be like the same style character. Yeah. And then he tried to branch out of that, and it didn't work because it was like, wait, you're Napoleon, and then it just. <laughs> oh didn't yeah, work. he was in Blades of Glory with <clears throat> Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tried. He tried a bunch of. There was one where he played uh, just like a straightforward character, like no weird qualms, nothing about like no quirks, and it just didn't work. It just mm-hmm. did not work because he's just buttonholed. Yeah, he's, he's Napoleon Dynamite. Looks like his most recent cinematic adventure, Jack Reacher three. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, surfs up to wave mania. See now that's that's brilliant on his part, right? You recognize his voice. Yep. Animation's not going anywhere. Nope. Just go. Voice Just go acting. with that. Yeah. Make Man. a killing. So there was a time when I was, I want to say. Five, six, maybe, when maybe really even good seven. At lying. Yeah, when I was really good at lying, but this is not a lying story. <clears throat> this is a time that is burned in my, into my memory. We were on our way to the movie theater, and we being you and your family, me, me my my family and me, we were on. <laughs> oh, 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 my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me correct you. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> All of my immediate uh, nuclear family. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were on our way to the movie theater to see a goofy movie. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. It's in theaters. Obviously, I've never seen it. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my sister and I are in some kind of squabble oh, in the backseat. No, we're no, in some fight on going. the way. No. And I get, I get the, uh, my dad turns around and I was like, hey guys, <laughs> if you guys don't, if you guys don't cut that nonsense out, we're, t- we're going to turn this car right around. We're going to go home. If you don't quit goofing around, quit you, you little, you little goofs, you quit goofing. Oh God. We're not going to get to see this fun animated adventure. Oh no. Oh and no. Your I dad's mean, Will Ferrell. My dad, <laughs> <laughs> my dad, bless his heart, mm. has never turned the car around. Despite oh, the amount of times no. he has threatened to. Oh, no. And so I think my sister and I both realized he's not going to do there's it. No, this guy's there's not no do way it. this guy. He wants to see a goofy movie too bad. He wants to see as much as we do. There's no way he's going he's gonna to oh, take no. this away from the entire family. Was so it day we, or night out? Day. Okay. We, we were matinee family for sure. Okay. We're splurging on popcorn, man. Oh, we're, yeah. We're seeing these, <laughs> we're seeing these matinees. Um so we, I don't know, I don't even know what we were fighting about, but oh, I, what no. I do remember is my dad, without a word, oh, just no. going to that turn lane, oh. and then instead, and just making that U-turn without a word, and just have, just silence in the car, like, what, <laughs> what's happening? Like, this di- sense of disbelief filled the car, and we just rode home in silence. <laughs> No one, no one had mom in the car too. (laughs) Yes, and I think I think if I remember correctly, mom was just like, "Don't, don't do, Steve, Steve." I want to see this movie too, Steve. They wanted they went on a date night like two nights later, and they went to watch a (laughs) game. I guarantee you, I guarantee (laughs) they went to their favorite Italian restaurant, and then they went and watched a goofy movie by themselves. (laughs) 
I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> oh, this is such a this is this is a better decision, this Carol. This was way better. So much better. <laughs> we should do this. You're every right, Stephen. I love you so much. <laughs> We should kick our children out of the house when we get home. <laughs> They're uh, nine. <laughs> and they're dead to me. <laughs> we could do this every night. Did you ever have some kind of traumatic <laughs> cinematic experience with your family like me? No, you didn't? Okay, that's fine. I remember my okay, so we uh <laughs> maybe not to that to that I've I've uh, I have had things withheld from me because, you know, my parents disciplined my brother and myself. Um, like parents should, like parents should. Boundaries, kids right. need them. <laughs> um, but I grew up in a military family, which means we had access to a lot of things on base. And so on naval bases, like they have- Like drugs? Right, correct. <laughs> like <laughs> just, just free basing, <laughs> you know, as a family. I was microdosing when I was 14. We'd play boggle and then we'd free base in the den. It was a wild time. It was crazy. I am older than you. You were <laughs> <laughs> you kids ever had a robo trip and then <laughs> just shaking up robo tussin good lord <laughs> but anyways uh. we had access to a lot of the things on the naval bases uh which one of those things was the movie theater and you could go in and watch movies for free what yeah yeah uh, my mom my tax dollars are being spent <laughs> on your free movies but it was like movies that were already like past their prime in movie theaters. So it's like if a movie now presenting to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> that Atticus Finch. Yeah. Oh, what a charismatic guy. Um, but I remember one night my dad piled us all into the car and he was so excited. He was like, he's not a movie, like just movie theater cinema guy, but. He piled us all into the car. He was like, this is going to be great. I'm treating my family to something. We're going on base. And my brother and I were like, Where, what are we doing? And he's like, we, we rolled up to the movie theater and we, we got out of the car and we're like realizing we're going to a movie, which we didn't do that a whole lot because we had access to free movies. Why would you ever So pay? we sit down and we were late. So we sit down and uh, there's like nine people in the theater. And so we sit down and we're watching this movie play out. And it's like, I remember walking in and it's like this really, really dark alley scene. And there's this guy in a trench coat and he's yelling at another guy and it's raining. And then he shoots the other guy and the guy like, it was this extremely violent death. And I'm, I'm thinking like, what are we watching? And then I look over at my dad and I think, what are we? My mom beat me to it. She goes, which movie is this? <laughs> And he says, it's Ghostbusters. And I thought, Ghostbusters came out like forever ago. I'm not that old. And then my dad taps the guy on like his shoulder in front of us. He goes, excuse me, which movie is this? And he says, it's Dark Man. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Rated R. And, and so we immediately stood up and walked out of the theater. Okay. <laughs> All right, boys, we're gonna we're gonna skip on out of here. His intentions were good, but the other thing that you can do on on a naval base, which still to this day is pretty much true, is a bowling alley. So we went bowling that night. So not yeah. a bad night. No, not at all. But like we just didn't do movies as a family. Yeah, yeah. Which I think to me felt a little bit like pulling back a slingshot. Yep. So the microsecond I was out of the house, I, was, I made it a point to watch every movie that was in the movie theater. <laughs> I didn't care if it sucked. 
It's like, I'm going. I'm going. Just spend a whole weekend. Yeah. And a, and a whole theater paycheck. Theater. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, were there any movies that you just replayed over and over and over again as a kid? Never Ending Story. Yeah. 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 Never Ending Story. And then a Never Ending Story 2, which I, even as a kid, I knew it wasn't as good. I didn't know why, but I knew it was a sequel. So I watched it. Yeah. Um, that. All three of the Ninja Turtle movies were oh, on yeah. on repeat again. Three, mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't good, but I watched <laughs> it anyway. I, I don't know why. Uh, two, we about wore out the VHS tape because of Super Shredder and the Ooze. Like that oh, was a man. fantastic. That was story. great. Yeah. Um, and then we had a bunch, like just a, a ton of like bootlegged, copied VHS tapes. Just yeah, you could copy from VHS to VHS. Or the best was when they would show movies on like um, ABC yeah, Prime and you'd, time, and you'd them. record them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tape that. I, I had, told you, I I told that story about how like we would have we had our rack of VHSs, <laughs> and like the bottom half was just strictly recorded. Yeah, and then the, during family movie night, it's your job to hit like record right, right. and stop. You always get the child with their small, nimble fingers. Exactly. <laughs> I had Back to the Future one, two, and three oh, recorded yeah. off of primetime television. I was. I remember I was really little when, when my parents uh, showed me Back to the Future. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And then I saw Back to the Future 3. And I was like, oh, man, old wet. I was like, why can't – what what happened Back to the Future 2? We're like, we don't watch that one. No. And then I, I was like, what? And apparently there's like – yeah, because it's there's just some weirder stuff right. in Back to the Future 2 that I didn't need to know as a seven-year-old. But the, the, no, one in three, that's seven-year-old friendly. Yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves it. Yeah, I was uh, – as a kid – we, I, I gravitated towards, I, man, I've been a follower all my life because I feel like all the things I loved, my dad loved. When did you discover things for yourself as a kid, you know, before you're a teenager? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I based it all, especially I was a younger sibling. So like a lot of my movie tastes, music tastes, all, a lot of that came from my sister. Mm. Um, but like growing up watching movies, I remember I, I watched Star Wars so much. Oh, yeah. I watched Indiana Jones so much. A lot of these like these these action movies that are like <laughs> rated G because they're made in, in the eighties. <laughs> um, but I I, re, I rewatched those. I wore those VHSs out. The Goonies was that? Oh yeah, was yeah. That the oh, Goonies. Yeah. Oh man, the, so the whole good. idea. I remember a friend of mine, Todd Webb, had this theory that any movie in the eighties that that was of any sort of importance that had a group of kids yeah they had to be riding bicycles if they rode bicycles in the movie that had the group of kids it was an automatic win and you think back to any of those movies stand by me the journey like the et stand by me they were Oof. always on bikes yeah. they were always on bikes which is why which is why we fast forward to present day stranger I things knew you were gonna go there like I just scratched that part of the brain that itched in a way where we needed that and then when we saw lucas and and uh you know the other ones. The other ones. <laughs> D- there is Dustin. We saw Lucas and Dustin on their bike. Like it was, just, it was just perfect. And Mike, all yeah, just Lucas and the other guys. That's a great band name. <laughs> Lucas and the other guys. Oh, I hate being here, Lucas. And <laughs> oh, shut up, Travis. Play your drums. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, what was the first movie you watched in, in movie theaters? The first one? Yeah, do you remember? 
God, no. It wasn't I... a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's featuring Powerline. He's amazing, I've heard. 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and I think we're done. I think we're done here. We'll wrap it up. Um, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. Oh, wow. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw so many movies oh, in the theater. My, my. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Do you, you, you sound like you have a vivid Basic memory. Instinct. No. Uh, <laughs> my dad thought it was uh, <laughs> um, Hook. This is not Toy Story at all. <laughs> Hook. Oh, wow. Hook was the first movie That's I saw. That's another one I watched theaters. a lot. I loved oh, and man. love that movie. I cannot wait to show that movie to my kids. Because they they love Peter Pan. I, we love watched Peter it. Hannah and I watched that the day after Robin Williams died. Mm. We just, it, I think it was a weekend, and we just had to no. like, we're gonna we're gonna watch this. Oh, oh no! It just there's something magical about that movie. That movie's amazing. It's <laughs> I'm like tearing up thinking. I know about it. the movie's incredible. I saw that movie in theaters, and oh. uh, I remember like the 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 first like time the whole like screen turned on and yeah. like i got the full blast of the sound system i remember for like a brief second thinking like they're gonna turn it down it's way too loud <laughs> because at home when the tv turns up and it's like because someone accidentally hit the volume yeah. or you're watching something it was too quiet prior from the other room you always hear turn it down <laughs> always All always the time. Yeah, yeah but this was like Full volume, gigantic screen. I'm sitting there and no one telling me to turn it down. And I thought, why don't we do this all the time? Why are we not here every day? And the movie play, and of course, it helped that the movie was amazing. How old were you? Oh, God. I don't even know what year Hook came Hook out. came out, yeah. We're looking it up right now. Uh, oh, I looked up Hook release. That's not it. 91. So I was eight. Okay. I was eight years old. Eight years old before you went to the... That was your yeah. first movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. Wow. I wish I knew what mine was. That's really <laughs> interesting. I should ask my parents. I wonder if they know. They might. I don't know. That... Uh, we'll do an update. I'm going to I'm gonna text my parents. <laughs> I'm going to text my dad right now. We'll put it on our Patreon page. I'm going to do it. I'm going to... I'm... <laughs> Give us ten dollars to tell you what the answer is. If you pay us fifty dollars a month, you'll know what Jordan's first movie was. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Jordan's actually texting his dad. Actually, Jordan I'm, I'm, just I'm talk- texting. I'm in a group message with my, both of my parents. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> Jordan actually had a conversation with his dad prior to recording, so right we before. know that he's near his phone. <laughs> this is great. That'd be interesting if they did. I, I feel like. Do you Dark know Dark Man? It was Dark. Man. <laughs> That explains so much. No. I just saw, I was traumatized <laughs> oh, as a no, no, four-year-old. Sorry. Lawnmower Man. It was Lawnmower Man. <laughs> it was probably a kid's movie. You saw a cool movie. You saw like a, a classic, a Steven Spielberg classic. Now, okay, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of the movies that came out that were worth going to in that era were classics. It's true. Were classics. Like, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of other movies that we went to in the Jurassic Park. I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. When it first came out, like like um, opening weekend, I saw Jurassic Park. Ooh. Um, do you know the first movies that your daughter saw? Um, yes. That well, the oldest one, Lucy, is now five and a half. Her first movie that she saw in theaters was Finding Dory. Okay, and like we could not, like I could have tried to 
to pry her out of that theater and I would not have been successful because she <laughs> loves movies. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of TV and movies of that, you know, enough where I can like show it to her. And then I have to be like, ah, we should probably go play outside or eat some vegetables, <laughs> <laughs> anything healthy for your body and mind. And, and thank God for my wife because she is the one who's like, we need to turn the TV off because otherwise it'd be like, now this movie and putting a new DVD in. Um, but she she's like she knows that movies and and things like that are a treat. Mm-hmm. So when we took her to the movie theater, she just like her eyes got huge. I, she stood up. She didn't sit down the whole movie. She's like standing. She stood up the whole movie. Yeah, I said, Lucy, you can sit down. And so you know the seats that like fold. Yeah, yeah. So she'd like shimmy her way back into the seat. She gradually, and then she would just like slowly stand <laughs> up because like like that- the risen Christ. <laughs> That she size. rose again, and then like, and we saw we saw it in the middle of a school day. Oh wow! And so no one was there. We had the whole theater to ourselves, and she just has this gigantic ass screen. That's and amazing. And it's just her watching Finding Dory, which she loved Finding Nemo. Yeah, she. I mean, she memorized Finding Nemo, and she put it in the watch Finding Dory, and she's like, oh, "There's another one." <laughs> We're that's still a, looking. That's amazing. I. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I, I've never even thought about. Just the idea of someone's first theater experience, because mm-hmm. that's something that it's so commonplace. <clears throat> right. I, like, I've never thought about what my first movie would have been, clearly, um, <laughs> but, or like what that would be for to witness someone going to their first movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me, but th- that's that's so cool. That's yeah, yeah. like magical, just like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope she'll remember that. I don't know if she will, because yeah. she was, you know, five. Five is around the time when you kind of remember things. It's mm-hmm. usually like six ish, seven, you know, around there. But I hope she remembers this, the look on, uh, actually, it was earlier than five. She's five now. And it was Finding Dory came out like two years ago. Yeah. She was like three. Wow. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> Finding Dory. These are the biggest fish I've ever seen, Dad. (laughs) The biggest ones. So Jordan had the foresight prior to recording this message to to hit Twitter with a poll. (laughs) With a Twitter poll. With a Twitter poll. Some might say. (laughs) uh, We might call it. To ask our our multitude of followers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Give us a follow on Twitter, by the way. (laughs) We're at at I. D W G U pod at Edwigu pod. If you there just you take, go. I don't want, uh, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> and you just take the letters and the, smash them together into an acronym and then put pod at the end. You'll get us. Like You'll you're find us. a Keurig cup. Um, yeah, it's, we're going to, we're going to try to do this a little more often. We're going to, we're going to post some polls, some questions to see what your experience was when you were a kid. Cause we want to know that we don't want this just to be the two of us. I mean, we're pretty great. We like each other, but like we're, we, we, our experiences of kids, who knows? I mean, I don't think many other people were restricted from seeing the goofy movie, but maybe I want to know what movies <laughs> what you were restricted on that from same seeing. Same day, there was like one of our listeners was behind you, <laughs> and then they he the, was in Lexington, Kentucky. His dad's like, you know what, Brad, you stop fighting with your yeah. brother, or you know what? No, I'm turning around. Yeah. Cheryl, don't look at me. We're not seeing this movie today. Don't look at me. No, I no, don't no. care. I imagine the family behind you is. The dad's driving in his his off wood panel brown station wagon, and the kids are being absolute angels in the back seat. And then in front of them, they see like the cartoon smoke and all of like the the cuss <laughs> word like emojis coming out of the top. And they see it. You turn, and then he looks in the, he looks at the rearview mirror and he says, "Thank you guys for being such angels." <laughs> 
and then they left turned into the movie theater and then they watched a goofy movie in, in the in, seats we would have in, sat in <laughs> those seats He's, they just call to him the universe calls to him they sit in our seats I'm convinced that Evan, that Evan Williams and his parents. <laughs> and he went on to be uh, a, a successful distiller. He was inspired distiller. by Goofy and Max <laughs> to create a distillery. I need to create alcohol. <laughs> you know what? I'm listening to all these dogs talk. Yeah. I feel like I need to create something that makes people feel weird things like I'm feeling right now. I need to inebriate the masses. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. Anyway, so this Twitter poll, yeah. we we want to hear your stories, like 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 Evan Williams and his family. So let us know. Give us a follow and respond to some of these polls. Um, so what we, was we the actually, poll you, you posed, so I I just posed. asked what people are if if looking back on their childhood, what were the movies that they found themselves putting in that VCR repeatedly, wearing those out? Um, we actually had a number of responses. Um, so first is from at Tony Bidding. Mm-hmm. Bidding? Bite, bidding? Biting? He's Filipino, so that's not it. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Bidding. Um, B-Tang. I think it's B-Tang. B-Tang. All right. Sorry, Tony. I know you're probably <laughs> listening. I just First one. Completely butchered his name. <laughs> this is going great. Smith. Uh, but Tony immediately said, Power Rangers the movie. Mm. Which is the one with Ivan Ooze. Yeah. And yep. the one I spec- oh, I have an God. actual vivid memory of getting the toys from McDonald's oh and God. playing with them on my on our little porch in Nicholasville, Kentucky, <laughs> and and realizing I was playing with them and I hadn't seen the movie yet. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but these are awesome. <laughs> he has arms. <laughs> <laughs> he swings them like this. <laughs> I Gosh, loved Power Rangers. Holy crap. So good. They they re, what was it? I think a few years ago they had like all of the original Power Rangers on mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think they had the first Power that that movie on Netflix. Yeah. And I just binged yeah. everything. Well, leading up to the 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 reboot movie, Twitch was showing every single episode. On Twitch Gosh. TV, you could watch every single episode starting from Power Rangers to whatever that weird amalgamation of them with shapes on their their masks oh yeah, yeah the samurai ones yeah that you're talking about? i don't i don't know i stopped there's watching so many it. different different versions <laughs> it's crazy but tony that's a great one i mean who doesn't love ivan ooze oh, so good um next one's from at genki hagata genki had a, had a list oh damn oh, <laughs> um, damn look at this list though i know so he, he and it's a good one so he says uh, some movies I watch repetitively at different ages. So he kind of goes through his his yeah, yeah, life because yeah, yeah. I don't think he watched Legally Blonde that much as a as a child. <laughs> Why is that on but, this list? Hey, Legally Blonde's a a delightful film. I'm just film. imagining a nine year old watching Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty and smart. What? Why anyway, is she doing funny things to my loins? So, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go through this. I'm assuming this what is this is kind of chronological. It looks like so. Number one is The Land Before Time. So good. Amazing. Which, side note, who wanted to eat a leaf? I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was going to say, who wanted to have a star? Who wanted? You You know you want to take a bite of that star leaf. You know tree you star. wanted that. Tree, tree star. star. Tree star. I don't know what it was called. I just know I looked at it and I wanted it in my stomach. I want a salad. I want it a bite. The, it's the only it time in my the, life I've wanted a salad. Was this is the precursor to salad. I was watching all these long necks devouring these tree stars. It was a challenge to Don Bluth to create, <laughs> to create the need and the want for vegetarianism. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was perfection. Uh, number two, Space Jam, which I remember oh, watching in theaters. I, I watched that. It was Holy just crap. my dad and I went to the theater and watched that. Have you rewatched it? I have. I watched it with my girls, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I watched it in theaters and I don't I think I've only seen it. I'd only seen it once. Yeah. In theaters. And I was what, six? Yeah. And it was the best. It was everything I wanted in life. I grew up in Kentucky. It's a basketball state. Oh, Every, yeah. I, it was in the NBA. It was in its prime. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, it was everything I wanted in life and more. Yeah. You go back and you watch and, it now and you realize that this this all-time, uh, this basketball star is being out-acted by a cartoon rabbit. Yeah, it's not It's not pretty. Rabbit. Oh, it's not pretty at all. Oh, but it's still the greatest movie of all time. So number three, School of Rock. Good movie. Saw Great that movie. one in theaters, too. Um Number four, Legally Blonde. It's a movie. It's a it's a movie that it's is a uh, motion that picture. It was played in theaters. Shot at twenty four frames per second. I was shot at Harvard, which is a good school. Um, and number five is Accepted, which I've never seen. Where is Justin Long? Is he in that movie? I think so. He's, yeah. he's still doing Mac commercials, right? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I am a Mac still. <laughs> Please kill me. <laughs> Why am I still here? And then he said he had an emoji pointing up to the list. He says, "What a strange list." Um, you're right. It's a really freaking weird list. Yeah, Justin Long and Jonah Hill were both in that movie. Sheesh. All right. Next is from at Jeremy Rowe, and Jeremy says, "I didn't watch any movies over and over. Some favorites though were Indiana Jones, all of them. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Dude, the so Wizard, good. which we've talked about on our uh, God, video games episode." Movie. Uh, Back to the Future, yes. all of them. Yes. Big Trouble in Little China, oh my God, which is amazing. Oh. It's a great, it's a great call, Jeremy. But so I, good. If you watched that as a kid, though. I don't know. If I, I did. Watched, did you? I did. Mainly because of the martial arts aspect of it. Like, I I watched a ton of martial arts as a kid. You're such a cliche. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll kick you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said all of the 80s movies like Beverly Hills Cop, which I love so much. Just the music alone. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Quippy. <laughs> and then uh, we had an app from at the Creative Dads podcast. Hey. Uh, which I believe is Genki and Adil Constantine. Correct. And they, they just said all of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, I watched all those as a kid. Why was I allowed to watch Why? those? Why? Double Impact, Hard Target, <laughs> uh, Bloodsport, yeah. Bloodsport. Like, who was letting me watch this? Uh, uh, I watched them. Your friend's houses. I feel like we've talked it about was. this, too. And the, none of these movies took place at my home. Right. None of them. I just love my favorite. One of my favorite gifts of all time is the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme holds up the snake. Yeah. And he punches, and he, punches it. he knocks That's the hard snake target. out. Is a hard no, no, no. target? So it's it's he's it's the girl that he's with, and they're in the forest, <laughs> and she closes her eyes, and he's got this beautiful permed mullet. Yeah, beautiful does. permed you mullet. You know he does. And she's thinking that he's gonna lean in for a kiss. And what's he do? And then he What's he do? With his rolled up denim shirt. Yeah. Punches next to her face and grabs the snake, and she opens her eyes, and then he punches the snake in the face, <laughs> and it knocks him yeah, out, as if to teach a snake a lesson. He, and he did. How dare you? How dare and you? And that snake never recovered psychologically. <laughs> he physically he was fine. <laughs> All right, next one is from David Tregby. 
Uh-huh. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Tre- 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 I always I always read it as Tredge. Tredge, but that would be D G E. Right. This I is G D E. Correct. Dave, we don't know how to pronounce your last name. Tell us. We love you so much. But Please. but but Please. tell us how to say your name. So David said, lots of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings once those came out. As a wee child, I constantly <laughs> rewatched Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, Fox and the Hound, and Disney's Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood is one of the best films oh, ever. La, I've la, never la, la, la. Oh right. I've never wanted to be a cartoon fox. He's more. so devilish, devilishly handsome. I would and make debonair. out. I would make out with that fox <laughs> Robin Hood in I, I instantly. That movie's so good. The mood, the music, the narrator, the animation, everything like about it, the character design. I just, I just have the the sound of 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 hiss, like in the helicopter when he's got his head uh-huh. in the blue. It's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. It's very Jungle Book. Yeah, it's very I mean, similar. I, I mean, Baloo is Little John. It's Little John. Yeah, <laughs> Shere Khan was the king. Yeah, it was like it was like the same characters. Uh-huh. It's like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> it's like a parallel universe where there are like people in the middle, <laughs> or the, the royalty. medieval ages. Yeah, yeah. Little John Robin Hood walking through the forest. <laughs> so good. Um, so I, I commented. I just said that David, you're you must be an avid listener because you whipped out "We Child" in <laughs> we regular child. conversation, which we say about uh, every episode. And he said the important part is reading those two words in Felix's devilishly good Irish accent. <laughs> we child. <laughs> All right, next one's from Arthur, and right now, I'm assuming this isn't his real name, but it says Thanksgiving Dale, <laughs> and he's at Yellow Foliage. And he says, I wore out VHS tapes of Monty Python, the Holy Grail, A Fish Called Wanda, and Psycho, which is a psychotic trio, I know, of of films right there. (laughs) What a strange list. I mean, great movies. It's all over the place. Great movies, but yeah. I've never even heard of A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, no. That was John Travolta. A fish. John Cleese? A Fish Called Wanda with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Cleese. John Cleese. I can't believe you were watching this movie as a wee child. He just loved John Cleese. I guess. Monty John, Python. I mean, like, to be fair, <laughs> it's John Cleese. I mean, you can't not love him. Yeah. Yeah. Ministry of Silly Walks and the likes. So there you go. That's our list from uh, our, our handful of viewers. Thank you, guys. You guys you guys are the best. You loved best. it. All right. That was terrible sounding. <laughs> Right now, we have uh, a vast array of entertainment available to us, mm-hmm. um, which back then that wasn't the case. Which I didn't, I didn't get a chance to touch on, like the clamshell Disney cases oh my, of the vehicle. Oh like, my god, I can feel it right now. <laughs> they snapped a certain. Yeah, way. they did. They snapped a certain way, and they made a certain sound when you like were. But yeah. it's like, and but you break knew open. you knew that if the if the clamshell case came out of the the cabinet or whatever, you knew you were going to get a good movie experience. It didn't matter which movie it was. I I feel like we could literally talk for hours about just movie movie experiences as kids. Oh yeah, there's there's so many different aspects and angles. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but now as an adult, as an adult, yes, as a as a wee adult, <laughs> wee adult, um, we're presented with almost. Too much. Mm-hmm. We're presented with a lot. And so there's there's a lot of factors that weigh into, do I want to spend my hard-earned cash on a movie theater experience? Right. And so I know for me, the the biggest thing is the convenience of either sitting at home or is it a special occasion? <laughs> <laughs> What's a special occasion to see a movie, though? A date night. 
okay. a date night or like if it's if it's a movie that that sort of warrants a oh we're going to this yeah we're because going there to are this. specifically some movies that it's like if you don't see it in a theater mm-hmm. it's not worth seeing you've missed you've missed out and i know that there have movies there are movies that i have missed and i've seen later on either uh netflix on demand dvd whatever thinking like I wish I caught this one in mm-hmm. theaters. I wish I, I, I mean, just. I, I feel like most of those are more in the action genre. Right. I mean, I, I will see just about, I, I think I've seen every Marvel movie. Yeah. In theaters because you have to. You it's have just to. The, the scope. They're spectacles. I have, you got, you got to see on the big screen with that sound system blasting your face off. Right. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Do you treat movies as a, as a special occasion kind of a thing or is it more selection based? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I, I do like going to the movie theater, I, especially in college and, and and right after college, before I got married, I saw, I saw frankly, too many movies. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. um, I also lived in Lexington, Kentucky, where not a lot of things happened. <laughs> and so I was well-versed in cinematic experiences <laughs> of the day. Um, but upon getting married... Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I see as many movies. One, because of time. Right. Um, two, because uh, the amount of money that it costs to go see a movie oh in Virginia God. Beach is it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, Ugh. it's it's right there behind like major cities, how much it costs. Okay, <laughs> right. so it's, I mean, you were going, you were investing in an experience. You have to. <laughs> and so for that, for me to go, say, on a date night with my wife, like I want it to be, I want to know that it's going to be something that we will both enjoy. I'm not going to go see the latest slasher thriller with my wife. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. Right. You and I might go see that right. <laughs> together on, on our date night. Um, but date we're day. not <laughs> date day. When it's cheaper. <laughs> That's right. We see matinees on our date days. Um, but we're going to go see something that is going to be that crossover of things that we like, which is it's it's a bit more sparse compared to you know Marvel, everything. The Harry Potter. It's much more mainstream. The, right. You know, she likes nerd culture stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be those those big blockbusters. Which again, like seeing those in theaters, and those are the ones you want to see an anyway. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, honestly, my wife is not a big one on going to the movie theater. Yeah, she it would, has to be an experience. It has to be something that we're both really looking forward to. It can't be just something like, oh, we're not doing anything. You want to see a movie? Right. Um, her accent sounds sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up in Evans family, and uh, she's she's much more of a person who's saying like, we we already like work too much, we do this too much. So let's have an experience where we're actually interacting rather right. than sitting next to each other and and looking at a screen. <laughs> let's like, go, and then you go home. <laughs> yeah, and then go home, and then be like, what do we do now? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I guess so. It. it has to be something that we are both like, oh man, we're so excited for this mm-hmm. for us to go out, spend money on it, to sit next to each other. And not actually interact, right? That's it's a it's like it has to be something we're really pumped. But about. did you see when you guys were dating? Did you see a lot of movies together? Not really, really. Not so really. it was more like actual relationship building. I know how lame, <laughs> gross. We went, we drank so much coffee. Oh well, hey, that's dating. good. That's a, that's a topic in and of itself. It is coffee. We'll, we'll get there, guys. <laughs> was coffee better as a kid? <laughs> um, that's such an interesting topic, and I feel like we could delve into that a lot. My wife yeah, yeah. and I, we saw a ton of movies when we were dating, but I felt like we just had so many of the like the same common interests that when like. I feel like at the time movies were coming out, and we're like, "Oh my god, we got to go see that!" And that, and that, and that, and it worked out great for me because right. I'm like trying to think of like 
I'm this guy trying to impress this girl. Okay, thank God she likes this movie. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> see this movie. And then we'll go out to eat afterwards or something like that. Yeah. Um, but nowadays... By the way, let's mm. just have a little aside. So those of you who are dating, who are mm. not married, who, who, who are out there looking for, looking for the soulmate <laughs> yeah. out there. AMC and chill. Yeah. Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't... No one... No one... No literally one no one calls it that. I just did. Well... You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that hashtag starts trending. <laughs> right you know where here. it came from. Um, don't go out and just just see a movie. If you're going on a first date, make it interactive, baby. Come on, at least go out to dinner afterwards. Discuss the plot line of Black Panther. Like, <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. What is the economic status of Wakanda after such an event? I don't know. Let's discuss. Oh, no. Do that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so you guys would go see a lot of movies. We did go see a lot of movies. But nowadays, I, I, I don't know what that would look like for us if, if hypothetically we had started dating now because the selection at home is so vast. Mm. The availability is so vast. It's true. And uh, between Netflix and, and Hulu chilling. and chilling <laughs> and even just like YouTube and like yeah. just – general google searches like you can find stuff to high watch. definition video yeah. anywhere youtube is Anytime. offering like 4k video now so as long as your computer can handle like you're watching 4k video yeah which imax is 8k so it's like you're getting uh, i don't know it's just insane that the stuff that you can experience at home now is far beyond what you and i experienced when we were courting our wives <laughs> My betrothed. <laughs> no, it's she a, it enjoys very dances true. and candelabras. <laughs> um, Singing candelabras. We're big Disney fans. Right. But that's, I think that's another big aspect that makes it so difficult for mm-hmm. us to say, let's spend this cash on something that we have to go out right. to experience. There's over a thousand films on our TV. Right. Which we don't time. watch. Right, right, Let's right. just be real for a second. We're not watching all that. <laughs> we're, we're paying for Netflix each month to watch The Office. <laughs> That's what it's for. That's basically it. <laughs> it's The Office and every now and then a new release. But the amount of binge-worthy <laughs> content is, while it may might not be vast, there's there's enough of it to keep us occupied to the point where we can't keep up. Yeah. By the way... Just as an aside also, I saw this earlier, so I had to pull it up and make sure I got the right numbers. So Netflix only has 35 movies from the IMDb top 250 list in its U.S. streaming library. So that goes to show that just because there's gigs and gigs and gigs of movies that they're streaming from their platform doesn't mean they're all the best, which I'm sure everyone knows. That's why you spend 45 minutes scrolling through their menus just to find something you kind of want to watch. There was a joke on The Onion where it said Netflix was to offer a subscription package for people who don't ever want to watch anything and just scroll through the library. (laughs) Oh, God. How many times do you do that? How many times do you do that? Where you're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) The Office. And then you watch The Office. You watch something you've watched 57 times. Every time. Every time. It's like either The Office or Parts Unknown for us. The Parts Unknown for us is our fallback. Just like, boom. Just hearing Anthony Bourdain's voice is like, okay. All is right in the world. Just velvet. Yeah, we're good to go. On your your noggin. (laughs) Oh, I love him. 
<laughs> that's uh that's our our comfort food in video form. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like right now, movie I, I, I almost feel like it's become more of a special occasion, not out of necessity. Like as a kid, it was because your parents were the gatekeepers. And, oh yeah, and they they held the purse strings, right? And it was it was a financial choice, yeah. But right now, for us, it's it's a content choice, mm-hmm. and it's it's surprising to me that movies get made at all, <laughs> let alone get watched, yeah. and then apart from that, become successful. Uh-huh. It's just this weird anomaly for things to become something where word of mouth becomes the primary advertising point for something. For people to say, "Oh my goodness, did you see Get Out?" Like, no, I didn't. Do I? Do you like the ninth person to like, tell think, me that? Think about if Get Out came out in 1996. Oh wow! Like, just what would that look like with with the internet just being in its infancy, mm-hmm. and like, would it would it have had any kind of success? No, I think what would have happened is it would have get gotten pushed into some weird cultural horror thing, right. and it would have just been pushed into like the scream primal fear i know what you did last <laughs> summer like that same realm right and even though it still packed the same message it did it wouldn't have the same weight that it does ha- that it has now and because jordan peele was was commentating so much mm-hmm. on what's happening now it right. it made such a huge impact back then yeah sure people were it was an issue but not nearly as much as it is now and so because again like you to your point to the the internet commentating on certain aspects of the film saying i like how he did this and he did this and it shine light on this and this and this right it became so much more of a well damn i need to go see this movie now <laughs> it's it, it's to its credit movies have a lot more to offer when it comes to different types of genres and subgenres. They have it's, to. it's kind of like music now yeah. how there's you know back in the 80s there were like six genres of music right like and now there's an infinite number mm-hmm. because it, it can like you can find specific people who want this specific type of music on because of this subreddit right you know it, it, you can you can tailor to a small audience that can that can have ri- a ripple effect mm-hmm. and affect hundreds if not thousands of, of if not millions it's almost like now you have to do that yeah. unless you're like some insane billion dollar production studio right <laughs> unless you're Marvel. right um you almost need to say, I'm going to go after this very, very tiny sliver of this demographic because there's no way I'm going to compete with demographics B, C, D through through 9, through H. <laughs> How do letters work? <laughs> you almost have to go after those right. smaller demos. So it becomes this, this where whereas before, you know, in the 80s, 90s, we're talking about all these movies we grew up with where people are trying to fit the mold of the thing that works. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that's that's a little outside of the box. We can't really do that. Right now, it's either you have to fit inside that box, that Marvel action movie box where you have to be, if you're going to do that, you have to be the best. Right. If you're not the best, if you're DC, oh. it's not going to... You went there. I know, I know. I did it. I did that. <laughs> Good job. It's not going to be... I love Wonder Woman. It's an amazing <laughs> movie. Um, it's not going to match up and you're just going to see... Your, it's, everyone's going to look at that as being second best. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the internet you can find these kind of strange niches and b- create something that's completely outside of the box that no one's ever seen before right. and that can be seen as innovative and s- something that is that is attractive to 
everybody because of how it's changing the, you know, Jordan Peele with Get Out is changing the horror genre. Right. So it, it's it's a completely different playing field right. when it comes to to film. That and then that, that excites me. I think oh, totally. it, it's no longer a templated thing, right? Where it's this, it's like, oh, it's a Goonies remake. Oh, it's a Jurassic <laughs> Park remake. It's right. now it's a. I mean, that's still happening enough. It, it, yeah, it is, but it's being deafened enough by things that are louder because people are talking about totally. them, which I love. Totally. So I think. This is the news time transition. We're going to talk about a little bit of news. I love it. You want to talk about a little bit of news? I love it. It's my you favorite. Well, Darling, it's my favorite. This isn't really <laughs> news okay. per se. I'm ready. I literally just like copy pasted things from a subreddit. So it's news. <laughs> so it's news. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Come on, people. Let's be real. It's news. It's facts. Yeah. So these are, I, I just grabbed four of them because I feel like we'll talk about a few of these. Okay. Um, but these are top fan theories Ooh, for different films. Oh, nice. And I, I, okay. I, I, these, are, these are four that are popular that I, I think will be fun. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so the first two are really short and this, the second two are, are a little bit longer. So the first one says, in the Matrix, <gasps> okay, every single person has a becoming the one, quote unquote, story in their battery pod. So the machines aren't stupid, and this is a fail-safe to stop people actually leaving and revolting because everyone already thinks they've done it. Interesting. So it basically, the Matrix is just the perspective of Neo, and that's his becoming the one story, where okay. everyone has their Neo experience. Did you ever see the Animatrix, yes. the animated series? Mm-hmm. So that that kind of touched on that idea. Yeah. That touched on the idea of these people discovering everything that was happening and transcending who they were within this apocalyptic world right? beyond the life of the machines. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sentence was amazing. <laughs> that sentence was like, there are some people who were like, hell yeah. And then other people were like, what the, f- what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's true that that whole series, those they were all done by nine different animators mm-hmm. and vignettes into the Matrix. And there was like the runner who was so good, transcended the idea of being a battery pack and became Neo for his story. Mm-hmm. Then the high school student who didn't belong and became Neo of his story. Like it's yeah. just, it's so interesting. I love that fan theory because the Wachowski brothers entertain that thought to the nth degree. Right. Like to the point where they're like, Let's hire animators to tell nine of these infinite number of stories. I love it. That's so fantastic. good. That's that's one of my favorite series just because you can go so many different directions with it mm-hmm. and it's all like fine. <laughs> it's like, sure, maybe that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are people still today who's, who believe that simulation theory is, yeah. is yeah. a thing. <laughs> right. And there, I, I have to admit there are times There's where I some look validity around and I'm kind of like, are they... <laughs> Are they right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So number two has to do with Harry Potter. Oh, yes. It says, my own theory is that Neville Longbottom mm. has such a terrible memory because he was obliviated as a young kid because he witnessed his parents' torture. Oh. Because he lives with his dark. grandma, right? He lives with his grandma. So, so if you don't know the backstory here, Neville Longbottom lives with his grandmother because the Cruciatus curse was used on his parents. You find out in the series, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. So so they were they were tortured by chills. they were tortured by Death Eaters <laughs> to find information uh-huh. about people in the Order of the Phoenix. Right. Okay. We're getting real nerdy this here, is people. Great. Go, baby. And so, go. So the idea here in this theory is that Neville is kind of this like you know he forgets things. He's 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 clumsy. He's you know this kind of like they comic relief is because they obliviated him, which kind of makes your brain a little wonky if you've read the second book. Yeah. And so it messes you up a little bit. And so the idea is that. Them, them erasing his memory of that that horrid, traumatic event of seeing his parents tortured, uh-huh. kind of kind of affected him in a weird way that made him. Well, he steps up outcome. later. Well, he, he does. Up. And and that's the cool thing is that his parents were these amazing witch and and wizard mm-hmm. who fought these like dark wizards and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that he should follow in their footsteps and have these kind of skills and powers. But that, that would make sense is that if I his mind was white, so much. that, that, that kind of set him back, but then he eventually yeah. came back to his roots. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. That's really cool. I've never, I've never heard that before. <clears throat> All right. So number three, so this is a little bit longer. So bear okay. with me. Okay. All right. In Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, I'm on board. Let's Charlie's go. golden ticket was fake. The real one was actually found in South America by Martin Bormann, a.k.a. Hitler's right hand. You know, when they found it and they said that one was fake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, not wanting to deal with an adult slash Nazi getting the factory, Wonka had the sixth ticket made so he can claim that that the fifth was fake. So the best evidence is how Charlie gets his ticket. He just happens to find a dollar outside a candy store where the owner just happens to suggest a regular Wonka bar instead. Furthermore... He runs into fake Slugworth in the alley right after he gets it. Uh-huh. It makes sense for Slugworth to contact Augustus, Violet, and Mike since the TV crews had already shown up. And for uh, Veruca, because her father bought thousands of chocolate bars, right. thousands of chocolate bar crates. But no one should know that quickly that Charlie had found his ticket. So why is he there? Interesting. So that means the candy shop owner was on Everyone's board. in on it. Because the candy man. Right. And yeah. so they, they want to make sure that some random kid had found it. And, or yeah. specifically Charlie. Interesting. I, don't I know. love it. That's awesome. But that's great that they, you know, they had the one who had actually <laughs> found the real ticket, which in the movie they say, oh, no, it was a fake. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And it makes sense. Someone like Wonka just, just pulling those those puppet oh, yeah. strings. Oh, yeah. You get nothing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gene Wilder. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, that scene. So good. So good. <laughs> all right. Last one. Okay. I have an addendum to all of this, but go. All right. Last one is Star Wars. Oh, yes. But we're okay. one of the prequels. Yeah. So just don't. Okay, so Don't. Jar Jar Binks is a darling. <laughs> He's a Sith Lord, right? <laughs> Number four, um, Order 66 indirectly led to the death of pod racing. Oh, okay. Now this is pod racing. Yeah. So, Which, side note, I know everyone just completely craps on episode one. Mm-hmm. Pod racing was awesome. That was the only- Pod racing was amazing. That was the only <laughs> awesome part of that. <laughs> N64 pod racing? Best, one of the best games ever. So good. Go on. So- Following Anakin's impressive victory at the Boon to Eve Classic, uh-huh. Padres fans wanted more. So race promoters started actively seeking out Force-sensitive pilots. By the time of Attack of the Clones, the sport was dominated by Force users, and according to rumors, maybe even a couple of rogue Jedi who couldn't resist fame and fortune. Nice. Although Order 66 didn't directly target the races, the sudden revelation that being a Jedi gets you killed meant that hundreds of pilots vanished overnight. Some fled, some were grabbed by bounty hunters looking to get in good with the Empire merging. 
Some were killed in the confusion by well-meaning citizens who believed the propaganda that the clones did it because the Jedi were dangerous. Promoters tried to recover, but the sport had changed as fans had become accustomed to the awesome feats that Force users could pull off and the replacement pilots couldn't hope to compete. And that's why there's no mention of pod racing in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> that's kind of incredible. And that's, that's why more of a side story than a... I mean, like, I guess fan theories can be side stories, but... Right. It's like, like a little, little aside as to why, like, there's no pod racing in the later in the later movies. Right. It's not even no one. No one's even heard of it. It's That's never mentioned. Really interesting. I love it. One of my favorite fan theories, mm -hmm. my absolute all time favorite fan theories is the fact that every single Pixar movie is. Have you heard this? I have heard of this. If you put onto a correct timeline it all exists in the same universe mm -hmm. and the single red thread story is are you guys ready you guys got your tissues ready is sully from monsters inc looking for boo that's the whole red thread theory and like there's there's websites and videos claiming that this is all correct people have found uh i think in the movie brave you can see a wood sculpture of sully and you come to find out that he actually transported to that universe i don't even remember like it's this whole thing you have to read all of it to understand it but the the whole idea is that after monsters inc after the first movie when her door was destroyed and uh -huh. she went back home he was on a mission and he was hell-bent to find the door again <laughs> and uh i know at the end of the movie you you see him go back through mm -hmm. and you hear uh, you hear you hear Boo say say his name, but then after I think it takes place after that when he realizes like I can't be in this world anymore, like I can't be a part of this, and so it becomes this whole search to find the actual door. That's one of my favorite theories, like that so idea good. that every single Pixar movie has has tied together in some way to fit to fit that universe. That's just incredible to me because I just I mean I love Pixar movies. They're just Amazing. <laughs> All right. So I just pulled up this article. I was searching for something about this, this fan theory that you're talking about, the Monsters Inc. and how mm. it how it has this red thread through all the Pixar movies. But yeah. it's not, I found this one that talks about um, how a timeline, basically through Pixar movies, it doesn't really talk about all of them, but it uh -huh. talks about how a lot of them are interconnected. It really focuses on uh, Inside Out and Bing Bong, no. Riley's imaginary <laughs> friend. No, I know I'm, I'm just going to cry right now. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. It is. It is. Go bing ahead. Bing bong, bing no. bong. It was your Friday Lights of Light. It's rocking on take you so, far away. So anyway, this is a, a theory uh, that's produced by writer and Pixar enthusiast John Negroni. Mm. And I guess he talked about it on Reddit. So he says, the theory proposes that the Monsters and Monsters, Inc. rebuilt society years after humans destroyed it in Wally. The, the doorways the monsters go through use time travel mm. so they can travel back to when humans were around and get their laughter oh to use this power. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so going by this theory, which you can also learn about more in Red YouTube, it says, uh, it's plausible to believe that Bing Bong isn't imaginary. He's actually a real monster who made Riley laugh as a kid. Oh, no. Much like Mike and Sully do with Boo <laughs> in Monsters, Inc. Oh then gosh. as Riley got older, she remembered this interaction as her imaginary friend oh. because 
what else could it be? Right. And then Bing Bong went on to live forever and then he didn't die it was and he fine. went on to live forever. It's fine. It so it's fine. Everyone's happy. <laughs> so according to this theory, Bing Bong is alive and well or rather will be alive and well eventually. His animal-like appearance fits in with how the monsters look in Monsters, Inc. And uh. he's known for making Riley laugh, which is exactly what they do to get power. It's a cool idea, but still there are some problems. So then they talk about the case against. We won't talk That's about fine. that. I like that. I, I like that as that. it is. I love that. That's fantastic <laughs> because then then he he doesn't die. No, he just goes back to you know his day oh, job. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a sad scene. My sister-in-law has two two very concrete rules. You don't talk about Bing Bong, and you don't talk about the first fifteen minutes of Up. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Ugh. That was a great news time. That was good. That was a lot. It just yeah. Uh, so this so, is the part of the show where we take sixty seconds and we speculate what our current topic, in this case, movies, are going to look like in the future, which is French for future. <laughs> For you uncultured swine. <laughs> and I think you went first last time. I think I did. So that means Felix Schleitel will go first. I don't know why I keep doing the English accent. The fake French accent. Right. Let's see. So uh, I'm like trying to stall, trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm, I think I'm ready. Here we go. I got 60 seconds on the clock. All right. And Go. So there was a, an, an interview with Steven Spielberg where he said, I feel like movie theaters are becoming are, are going to become more and more extinct because huh. the accessibility of movies to people at home is just going to become higher and higher. Mm. And I, he said, I think what's going to happen is movies are going to start to become more of like a almost like a theme park experience. You're going to spend a lot more. Because the hardware and the technology available at movie theaters isn't going to be something that's readily available at home. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see like the Avatar 3D, the IMAX 8K. Yeah, we've got high def at home. But to get the full encapsulation of the experience in the movie theater, you have to go to a movie theater. And so... As much as I love consuming movies at home, I hope to th- I hope to see more of the spectacle in movie theaters. Zero seconds, guys. Okay. All right, I'm starting mine. I got it. I got you. You got it. You got, got it. it. Okay, baby. Okay. Okay, baby. Okay. All right, baby. Bird. Okay. All right. Here we go. So I was going to go the same route. That in order for movies to succeed in a theater aspect. What's the only thing missing from my Netflix experience back home? I'm getting the same high def high definition but i don't have a giant screen with a sound system that's blowing my face off mm. you know i i don't sit there like like lucy and stand up out of my seat like <laughs> oh my god dory's huge Her hands are like eyes. it has to be something that's that's amazing mm-hmm. and so i i agree i can totally see prices rising because i need to have some good experience mm-hmm. but in order for them to continue to succeed I, I feel like they have to improve to something better than what I can get in my living room, which isn't that much right now. I mean, granted, I don't have a 72,000-inch screen. I know you might think I do um, with how rich I sound mm. in this audio format, but I don't But I don't think they're going to get there. I, I, I don't think that – I don't know. I, I think they're going to die away. 
movie theaters in general? I don't know. I, I just don't think... I think eventually. Yeah. I mean, drive-thrus were like the place to go. And now there's like a drive-thru theater I, in America. <laughs> I don't know. That might be... That maybe stretch? not die away. It's it's probably a stretch. I, I wouldn't... Let me say, I wouldn't invest in movie theaters right now. <laughs> like, I, I don't think they're going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's probably going to be decades mm. is what I'm talking about, this timeline. But I, I just think with technology, the way it's going with with VR. Oh my gosh, I'm Yay! the one who said VR. With <laughs> VR, the way it's going. That, okay, have you ever like? So I, I had a I I was rocking a Samsung phone for a while, and so I had the, I had the Samsung Gear, the Gear headset. Yeah, and I could sit there, and it puts you in this literal virtual movie theater. theater. Yeah, and it feels like you're in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> And it's amazing. I'm watching like Parks and Rec yeah. in a in a giant theater room, and I put on like like noise canceling headphones, and it feels like yeah. you're in a theater. I sound like a 70 year old man being like, "Technology, I was really what there. is going on? I was there. I was the only one in the theater. <laughs> the Candice, the theater. Um, yeah, but like things like that to, to give you that immersive experience, like." Mm-hmm. If something comes along where where that is accessible to everybody, right? I I don't know. I I think it's it's going to be on its way out eventually. Yeah, and I agree. And I think the only two things that are going to save it, it are going to be hardware completely outweighing what we have accessible to our homes, like you had touched upon, right? Or something completely hitting on the nostalgia factor that we can't that we can't achieve at home. You know, there's a lot of the, the, those little mini theaters know. that have uh, a vast array of like the old school popcorn machines and they're showing movies from the 50s with I mean, the red velvet th- curtains. Those are cool, but like it's not mainstream enough. They're, they're too not. kitschy and just like, they're oh, not. let's try this once but the point a is year they still, maybe. They still exist. They the do. point is they still exist. Right. Whereas like a lot of like the mainstream theaters that are just trying to show the blockbusters, they're they're dropping out. They're dropping out. Because they're not catering to a again that niche audience, you know, they're trying to to shotgun blast everyone, like trying to find everyone to fit. And it's that. hard because like you can't. It's so hard to do both, right? You don't right. have the the margin exactly to do both the, the mainstream and those niche artistic audiences. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as the technology gets cheaper, it's going to be harder for these bigger theaters to keep up. And and if, it. It, at a certain point, it becomes harder because like I don't want to spend. 10 more dollars just to get a pair of cheap plastic 3d glasses mm-hmm. i'm like i don't care about that yeah i care about what the director was trying to figure out for the specific scene <laughs> right. when he goes to the sunken place yeah like i don't care i don't need to see that in 3d mm-hmm. yeah or do you or, i mean <laughs> i wouldn't be against it but i mean come on now it's no goofy movie but i mean come on so Jordan Stratton, yes, we have sat here and 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 talked mm-hmm. a good a good amount about movies. Too much, frankly. I love it. I could talk about this stuff all day, though. Um, we're movies, the movie going experience, yes. the movie consumption experience. Was that oh. better as a wee child? I think I have fonder memories of it as a child. Yeah. Um, it just has that nostalgia factor mm-hmm. that, you know, it was, it was an experience. Your I parents did. said you're going to a movie. It's like, there's, there's Ooh. four of you going. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, now that's your, that's your family size. So it's not a big deal. But <laughs> I mean, for me, like you you have to wrangle all your all your family together. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a big deal. And and now it's just like, oh, well, this one movie's out. Do you want to go see Wolverine? Okay. Like Wolverine. Why did I choose that one? <laughs> <laughs> at least choose logan a better right, wolverine right. movie oh no oh, that's uh that's a topic for another day <laughs> have a wolverine episode oh gosh um yeah i i just don't have that same warm like excited christmas yeah. morning as a kid nostalgia factor yeah as an adult yeah it's not there it's right now it's just like oh i guess i'll spend ten dollars to go watch ant-man versus the wasp mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm mm-hmm now, I've had plenty of experiences, movie experiences as an adult where I walked away thinking that was amazing. Like, I I, mean, I could list probably a good half dozen to a dozen off the top of my head mm-hmm. where I walked away thinking like, I, I won't have that experience again as an adult, as an adult, whether it was a script, script or cinematography or whatever, all those things culminating to a movie experience that, that catered to me particularly it was like, that was, I won't get that again. Get right. Out was a great example. Yeah. Like that cultural phenomenon, being there in the room with those people and walking out with them and hearing the vast number of conversations that happening. That was amazing. was great. Yeah. And I, I won't get that again, no. probably for a long time. I won't get that for a long time. Um, but walking out of Hook, walking out <laughs> of Aladdin yes. as a kid, walking out of The Lion King. Oh, by the way, my mom texted me back. Oh, 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 oh. Um, and she said, unfortunately, she she doesn't know for sure what my first movie was in a theater. Um, she says, probably it was a Disney movie. Excellent. So she says, maybe it was Little Mermaid. Okay. Because at the time, um, my sister kept saying, she she kept seeing the trailers Okay. And on TV and she she was desperate to see the little mermaid. <laughs> and she kept going to my parents saying like, "We can just go. It's coming to a theater near you." <laughs> theater. <laughs> theater near you. Um and a so Ralph that, that near you. That's like <laughs> Ralph Nader near you. <laughs> no. Um just yeah, him so, with his iPad showing up to your house. <laughs> So maybe it was Little Mermaid. Okay. It was probably it was probably a Disney movie. Disney I do remember movie. seeing a lot of Disney movies because I mean those are they're quality movies that like oh, even so parents yeah. you can appreciate. Which going back, there the amount of jokes and things that went over my head <laughs> innuendos oh my as a kid, I didn't understand. They do it now though. They still do it. They do it now in Pixar movies, like, Disney purposefully. Pixar movies. Oh yeah, yeah. To it's, make it enjoyable to parents and kids because they know their audience. That's just for us. That's the that's, that's a little that's a little your child for won't us. know that this joke means penis. <laughs> and then then yeah, there's then 47 on. dick jokes in the little mermaid. <laughs> it's the most phallic movie you've ever seen. I had no idea. It was my first movie. This explains uh, so much. Oh uh, no. <laughs> this episode's about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, yeah, I think as far as verdict goes, I'm going to have to go the experience of it better as a kid. Yeah. Better as a kid. It's just there's something special about it. Yeah. Where now it's like, yeah, it's a movie. I love movies. They're the best. They're great. When I mm-hmm. take time to be like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch this movie by myself. <laughs> yeah. That's a great feeling yeah. when you have that freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't have that 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 special like, this is an event. Mm-hmm. This, is, mm-hmm. this, is, this is something special. <laughs> and then your father takes it away because yeah. you got in a fight with your sister in the backseat no. of your Nissan Quest. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not ideal, guys. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Oh God! Let's no. all go to the Stop. lobby. Stop! No, it's gonna be in my head for Let's years. Let's all go to the lobby and get and ourselves a, a treat. Is it drink or snack? It's, a, it's treat. Treat. A treat. And get ourselves a treat. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too. 